Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome to Profit First Nation, the podcast for the top 17% of entrepreneurs with cash in the bank to correlate to their profitability. Profit First Nation is the podcast for intelligent entrepreneurs who have taken ownership of their financials and leverage Profit First as a cash management system to make their businesses permanently profitable. I am Danielle Mulvey, an expert at guiding entrepreneurs on owning their financials in as little as 11 minutes per day and doing Profit First right. If you are a fan of Profit First and its author, Mike Michalowicz, you have found your tribe. We are a nation of successful entrepreneurs driven to be permanently profitable with a grit and a growth mindset that lets no obstacle stand in our way in pursuit of the three Ps, passion, profit, and play. On Profit First Nation, we dive into advanced Profit First strategies And we share the honest and authentic ups and downs of being a business owner. Today's episode is a Mike Michalowicz special edition. Yes, the world's most prolific author on entrepreneurship, the author of The Pumpkin Plan, Surge, Toilet Paper Entrepreneur, Clockwork, Fix This Next, and his newest book that will be coming out in the fall, Different is Better, Mike Michalowicz is in the house and we are diving into his email box again. So our first email starts with, hi, Mike, starting today, I am 100% committed to designing my business to run itself. I have a fantastic business, digital marketing agency, but I'm very burnt out and your book was legit written for me. I had already started down the path of trying to systematize my business so I could run itself. Just today, I told my contract CFO, When I can go on a 30-day vacation and the business keeps running and nothing bad happens without me, I'll know I've done it. Then he told me to go check out your book, which I did. I'm in the middle of rebranding my agency and reorganizing it to sell in two to three years or so. I've sold a business before, but this time I want to rebrand and rebuild to be exactly what your book is describing. So I'm thankful for my CFO mentioning your book. I look forward to digging into the rest of the chapters. Thank you so much. Best, Doug W. So technically, this was a clockwork email that got to this queue, but I think it does speak to um, the Profit First community. Not only is clockwork amazing and Adrian is awesome at running the clockwork, run your business like clockwork organization. She's got actually a boot camp coming up and, and lots of events. But having clean financials and leveraging profit first, in addition to clockworking your business, is another key component to Doug getting top dollar when he sells his business in two to three years. Yeah, I I um I haven't told you this yet. This is brand new, hot off the press. I just confirmed. Uh, an arrangement with Penguin, my publisher for Clockwork, we're doing the revised and expanded version. We literally, the, the ink is still wet. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm really excited about it because of the popularity of the book and there's opportunities to address elements like this, the integration of profit and systems and how they serve each other. When I wrote Fix This Next, I deconstructed what I call the DNA of business, but the 
hierarchy of needs. I translated it from Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but applied it to business. And for a business to run efficiently and without the need of the owner, foundationally, it must be profitable because profit gives you runway. When a business has no profitability and it's check-to-check survival, there isn't time to develop systems. There isn't time to improve things and get it humming along because we're so desperate to keep that churn going. So profit is a necessity for efficiency and efficiency then supports the ability to generate more profit so that they link together so directly. I'm also excited um, of how many readers reach out to me. It's not just profit first, and that's our intention on this show. But for all my books, readers are reaching out how they implement it. And what really lights me up, uh, and maybe it'll happen in Doug's case too, is when someone's like, oh my gosh, I just linked in profit first. Oh, I just read The Pumpkin Plan or you know another one of my books. And they start plugging in all these different elements to their business. That's when it really starts humming. And without the need of the owner, foundationally, it must be profitable because profit gives you runway. When a business has no profitability and it's check-to-check survival, there isn't time to develop systems. There isn't time to improve things and get it humming along because we're so desperate to keep that churn going. So profit is a necessity for efficiency and efficiency then supports the ability to generate more profit so that they link together so directly. I'm also excited um, of how many readers reach out to me. It's not just profit first, and that's our intention on this show. But for all my books, readers are reaching out how they implement it. And what really lights me up, uh, and maybe it'll happen in Doug's case too, is when someone's like, oh my gosh, I just linked in profit first. Oh, I just read The Pumpkin Plan or you know another one of my books. And they start plugging in all these different elements to their business. That's when it really starts humming. And because you are the most prolific author on entrepreneurship, I mean, you really have created the entrepreneurial ecosystem that just really addresses everything. And um, also so excited for your new book too, which I was able to preview and it is awesome. But when, when do pre-sales come out for, uh, or start for different is better? So, and this is, this is like the big reveal. So I didn't uh, share that clockwork had been, uh, it goes in contract for revised and expanded. Different is better is being relabeled. The new books may call Get Different. Oh, and yeah. So, uh, and there's a whole backstory too. I'm actually doing an episode of why we did this. I love the title Different is Better. I also love the title Get Different. And the idea is we just got to make take that first step. Just like setting up that profit first account, you set just that one percent. It has a systemic and permanent shift when you simply are quote unquote bold enough to make a small different step. You start this cascade effect, this waterfall effect of constantly standing out and differentiating yourself. So the book is available as of today. It's on Amazon. Um, and just type in get different and you'll see it's actively in pre-sales and lots of people are picking it up. I'm really excited about this book. I, I think we've nailed the formula for marketing that works consistently. Yes, you totally have, for sure. So definitely get that pre-sale going on on Amazon so that it is in your hot hands the day it comes out. Okay, on to our next email. You want to take it, Mike? Yes. It says, hi, Mike. I have opened three additional accounts at Chase for a total of five accounts at the bank. I have two hold accounts at Ally Bank online. Those are my profit hold and tax holds. 
I transferred my 1%, which is currently 70 cents. So I rounded up to a dollar and I'm not freaking out or scared. I'm simply ready. I have a good job and I'm building a side business as a group life coach in a very specific niche, along with a real estate referral license that pays me out every now and then. I have massive financial mind shifts taking place after operating in a place of fear my entire life. I have tax debt I am only finally facing after a divorce from a bad marriage with mismanaged finances on both our parts. And I am okay. I know this will work for me. This is all I needed. I understand it finally. So thank you for changing my life tonight, Patrice. When I got this, I videoed her back within like a second, I think. I'm actually getting goosebumps again just reading that. A couple of things that land with me. 70 cents is a big freaking deal. And I think it's a, I think people make the mistake of assuming, ah, I'm not going to start the system until I have, you know, 700 to put away or, or dollars or whatever it is. It's not about the amount. It's about the repetition. It's about the adherence to the system. And even though it's only 70 cents uh, that she ran into a dollar, she's got a dollar sitting there free and clear. It, it, it's not due to anything but her. That is huge. So I'm just excited that Patrice did it from day one. And, and, and even at this kind of smallest, most molecular levels. I love that too. She shared that she um, was bad at financing and her partner bad at financing or finances in general, but that she's now released that. I can't tell you how many people I run into, Danielle, that say, I suck at accounting or I suck at math. I'm not good at this. And, and therefore don't even consider a new system. But when people realize it has nothing to do with being good at math or not, has nothing to do how good or bad you were at finances in the past, this is a very simple cash management system. It puts a behavioral intercept in our path. We log in a bank account, we're moving money. Patrice did with 70 cents, and I think this will change her life forever. As long as we get past that, I was bad in the past, doesn't matter because this system is so simple. It doesn't matter of your past capabilities. We just need to start the new process now. Tonight, in her case. Yeah, and she totally shifted her mindset, flipped the switch. And what's awesome is she's going to get there sooner rather than later because she took action. Like, yeah. she didn't wait. And she 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 just dove right in. And so, I mean, that's the biggest thing. No one has ever emailed and said, oh, I'm so glad I waited. No, 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 no. You get the emails that say, oh, my gosh, I read your book a year ago, two years ago, three months ago, six months ago. And I did nothing with it. And, you know, I'm kicking myself over it. So take action now. You will not regret taking action, my friends. So our next email actually has a follow-up. So it's two parts. Hi, Mike. I've been running a small home-based bakery for the past five or six years. While I've always taken money to set aside for my retirement, albeit a very minimal amount, I have never taken a profit necessarily. My husband has told me to stop and just do it as a hobby and stop stressing about the business, but I don't want to. So I am ready to take a profit and make my hobby slash business profitable. Only on chapter two of your book, but here we go. Let's do this. Sweetest regards, Karina M. of Sweet Cheats Cakes. So this rang kind of close to my heart because our nanny, um, our former nanny, Stacy, she started a business baking cakes and such. And she was kind of probably in the same situation. She loved doing it. She had some free time to do it. 
And but she was selling her cakes way, way, way too cheap. So um, of course, I challenged her to increase her margin. And um, excitingly, this past um, mm-hmm. late summer, they were able to take a vacation to the beach, and she was able to pay for their hotel using her money from Mrs. Stacy Cakes. So I know Karina can do it. And then she sent a second email saying, given the current state of everything, pandemic and all, when doing the initial profit first assessment, should I use a previous year of sales, such as 2019's P&L sheets, as opposed to last year, since last year was an absolute wash in which I wasn't able to do business with the wedding industry basically shutting down and me having to actually refund money as opposed to making any income at all. Thank you again. Kind regards, Karina. Well, let me talk about the first email first. And uh, I think the word hobby or business, either way, it needs to be sustainable. So she calls it a hobby slash business. But a hobby is something that needs to continue to support itself. If you need materials, if, if you get joy out of this, but you need money to keep it going, it's got to be profitable. I think that the differentiator is, do we want a charity or a business? Some people have a charity where basically it's it's a business structure that is just giving away and, and is losing money. Let's call it what it is. It's a charity. You're, you're donating money. And there's nothing wrong with that. But let's be very clear. Either you have a charity or you have a for-profit. And I don't care if you want, it's a hobby or otherwise, it is a for-profit. So I'm excited for her. And I hope she gets to go on a vacation like your friend did. That's huge. In regards to an instant assessment, I wouldn't skip a year. I, I know the COVID pandemic is an anomaly and you'll probably get more accurate historical numbers by going back multiple years. I don't know what next year will be hold will hold for you. And maybe there's been a significant change. And maybe we're not going to return to how things were two years ago. So I would take the real hard numbers of what they were last year. The thing about Profit First is it's simply to assess of what to do next. So when we look at what happened in the pandemic year for your business, it'll tell you what percentages to take based upon that. So you're, you're going to be positioned to take action, but it's not that we're going to use those historical numbers as the source numbers to, to set your allocations necessarily. It's, it's just a stepping stone. It's a, it's a point. The instant assessment is going to give you a goal. And I think the mistake would be to put in the most favorable numbers. Like I, I could look back at five years of my his, business history and one year was a boom year because all these clients flocked to me by pure happenstance. If I pick that year, it's, it's not representative of what's going to happen next to my business. So I'm speaking too much. Just use the last year's numbers, even if they aren't necessarily representative of what you normally have had. Do you want to take our next email? Yeah, yeah. As I sit in my mind, I'm like, did I explain that well? Or did I like really bastardize? I hope Karina can work with what I shared. Okay, here's the next one. Mr. McCallowitz, he's talking to my father. Mr. McCallowitz, although I said I've drawn the line in the sand, I've committed to profitability. There's really nothing I have to fix. I'm 15 years old and I work for a good friend who owns a landscaping business. He read your book, Profit First, sometime last month and it has completely changed the business. My boss lent me the book and I started as soon as I got home today. I just finished the first chapter. It has always been my dream to start my own business. So when that happens, I'm so happy that I will know what to do. I will have all the knowledge I need to start. Thank you so much for everything you've done. Even though this is only one of the five emails you will receive today, you have helped every one of those people who write them. Thank you so much, Thomas B. 
I mean, how often do you get an email from a 15 year old who says, I've always been dreaming my entire life to start a business and will. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I, it just lights me up that here's a guy like Thomas has the total right to hang, you know, uh, around the TV and play video games or, or go outside with his friends or, or just hang out at the school. Like there's so many things which are expected of someone that's 15 and, and he's reading a business book, profit first. He's looking to start his own business. I, I am just so lit up and excited for Thomas. And don't you have something in the works too? Yeah, not for Thomas. So, yeah, so there's a lot in the works. For the younger audience. This is the big reveal episode. So I'm working on a book for not 15-year-olds, but five-year-olds. It's called The Money Bunnies. And I was just working with the illustrator over the weekend. It's a book that is based upon the Profit First simple uh, system, but it simplifies it radically. And uh, how this came about was I was hearing from parents who read Profit First and said, I wish I had something for my children like this. I was like, oh, let me, let me write a book for that. And uh, it's just a real simple starter for Profit First. But it applies not to running a business necessarily. It's just to how we manage money in any circumstance, regardless of the source of income. All right. Our second to last email. Hi, Mike. Thank you for the opportunity to put my accountability down in writing. I'm committed to profitability. After 10 years in practice as a licensed naturopathic doctor and eight running my own practice, I'm ready to stop the financial drain and prioritize profits. I've just recently got myself out of education debt, a long story that involves a personal bankruptcy, but I'm finally at zero personally for the first time since I was 18. I'm now 36. I want my business to grow its profit, to work smarter, save a nest egg, and help more people optimize their health in the process. I'm totally in on this. Dr. Tara L. Dr. Tara, this is awesome. I love, Danielle, to see a doctor taking on profit first. She's, she's a naturopath. I mean, like, these services are so needed. Could, could you imagine going to a doctor and the doctor walks in right at the start of your appointment and says, I'm so stressed. Uh, I have no money. I, I don't, I, I'm overwhelmed with debt. I don't, I, I don't even know what to do. I, I need more patience. Okay, let's get started with your service. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I'd like run away from that doctor, regardless if they're assigning out medicine or if they have a scalp on their hand or, you know, it's, it's a therapy session. I want a doctor who's caring for me to give their full care for me their undivided attention, that I'm the most important client or patient to them in that moment. And the fact that Dr. Tara is bringing about this financial security to herself makes me more confident in her. I, as a client, want my vendors, the people I buy from, to be wildly profitable. I don't want them to rip me off. I don't want to pay unfairly but I don't want them worrying about money because that means they're compromising their service to me. And I think this is true for the world. We all want the best service we can get, which can only be delivered if that person is financially viable and doesn't have financial concern. Amen. I just delivered a profit first gift basket to a, a subcontractor that we work with that was extremely slow paying. So, um, and had a conversation with them. Let's, let's hit the last one here, Mike. <laughs> You know, let's do it. I am sitting here at the business alone late Saturday afternoon, getting the business ready for the next week. 
I'm again listening to Profit First for probably the 30th time at least. I've been implementing Profit First since June, but listening to it once again. It's it finally is getting into my head correctly. Being a business owner, I think I know better and I only listen to and hear what I want and can see this has been what has been holding me back. I've been cheating the accounts back and forth. We have made great progress, but it's time I need to be more disciplined. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I can see after listening again that I am hearing things I did not hear at the last 30 times I listened because it wasn't I wasn't really listening. I feel good about it right now. I need to be held to the fire to really follow the rules, the profit first rules, not my rules. I send this to you because I know you have been through it and get it. I can't find people like that every day in my life and talk about this. Take care and be safe. This is from Steve G. What do you think? Well, I think this is very common. Um, and, you know, you you want to think that, you know, you're just slightly different. You're slightly whatever. I mean, to be honest, right. like I thought I was better than the book. I said, oh, Mike Michalowicz doesn't know Danielle Mulvey. I'm just going to go with the tax right, right. out of the gate, the target allocation percentage. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that, yeah. So I I did the same thing and and I was wrong. <laughs> and this podcast is my penance. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But, you know, I mean, I applaud Steve for like not giving up on it yeah. and like, you know, trying to see and opening up and, and, and listening because he was like, I was only wanting to hear what I wanted. And so, I mean, he 30 times, I mean, I believe it. I honestly believe that he is on his 30th time listening to this. And sometimes it takes 30 times. Sometimes it takes six times, but don't give up. Don't give up on this process. Don't give up on the system. Don't give up on yourself. Your business can be profitable. Yeah. I love his integrity and sharing. And, and I think that's more of the norm than I even am aware of that for many people, it's, it's uh, starts off bumpy and I'm one of them too. So you, Daniel are, and me too. When I first started doing profit first now, 13 years ago, when I started amazing 14, I cheated the system. I had just kind of loosely outlined it. And I knew the need to remove temptation to hide money from myself. But I was like, well, of course, everyone else needs that. I don't need to hide money because I'm the one creating the system. And I started stealing from myself instantly. It, 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 it seems that if we don't give ourselves the flexibility to, to make mistakes, that we abandon the system. I've seen people say, I started it, but I didn't do it right. It's really not for me. No, if you started and you didn't do it right, you, you have a responsibility to start it again and do it again. And it's okay. It's okay not doing it right. It's not okay to give up on it. And I just have to say, like, I mean, I I love, I mean, this is why I'm such a fan of, of Mike McCallowitz's books, because you put out like proven processes and systems, and it's like you can just follow a plug-in, do it. And so don't like use your brain power somewhere else, people. Don't try to jack a system that works. Use your brain power on something else and just mm. do the like do this easy stuff. Just follow a proven process and system instead of using your brain power to try to hijack it um, is my suggestion. And again, part of my penance here. <laughs> I love you call it your penance. Well, you're doing an amazing job at it. I mean, what, we're a year into this? Yeah. You're just Yeah. So just kudos for you, Danielle. I, you, I bet you can't fathom how many people you've affected and served. And uh, the vast majority of people you'll never hear from. I think the vast majority of people that read Profit First, I never hear from. 
But I just want to know you, you're putting such good out in the world. You are changing lives. Even if you don't get it here directly all the time, you are. So thank you. It's a good penance to serve. I love it. And I really appreciate you trusting me with this. And I've been having fun. And thank you so much. And thank you to all of our entrepreneurial friends. Cheers to another profitable day. Profit First Nation website, related podcasts, and resources are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, accounting, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. 